I'm Zara J, relationship coach, author, and creator of the Passion Attraction Prototypes. And on this podcast, I teach high achieving women like you how to reignite your self-worth and feminine intuition so you can quickly identify and attract a compatible partner for commitment in less time using my six-step match formula, the Captivating Courtship Code. Every week, I bring you lessons, reflections, and tips that have been proven to help my clients meet their partners and transform their love lives quickly. You're getting the inside scoop from my years of owning a matchmaking service and as an expert relationship coach that will take you from a wounded princess to a captivating queen of courtship. So if you're ready to ditch trying to get him to commit like so many other relationship gurus try to teach you, which are just anxiety creating relationship tactics, and instead learn authentic yet intentional proven relationship attraction techniques so you can finally have the partnership you desire, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Courtship Code Podcast. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Courtship Code Podcast. And this is a special episode because it is our open coaching call. Yes, we are doing a new monthly series where once a month I open up coaching for anyone who wants to experience coaching, whether you're a current client, a past client, or someone that we've never worked with before in Captivating Courtship, you get to jump on Zoom with me and get some coaching. Or maybe you just want to see what coaching is like and you just want to join the call. This is going to be an open girl talk, hot seat type of experience, and I'm so excited to share it with you. So make sure that you join at the link in the show notes and you register for the next open coaching call and share it with your friends, your family, bring a girlfriend to the call and let's work on transforming love lives together. Um, so could you just give some tips on like how to get, how to get over an ex? Um, I think for at least, at least for me, like the reason why I sought out coaching was to get over an ex that I had really strong feelings for and now when I'm meeting men or still just thinking about like my future partner I envision my ex a lot and um, you know just how do I sort of just push past those feelings and not let it like sabotage uh, any chance of, a, of connecting with men in the future that's a great question and it's so funny you bring that up because I was just having a conversation earlier and that particular topic came up. So my first question is, are you still in communication or in contact with that ex? Do you want to still be in communication or contact with that ex? Um, I wouldn't mind hearing from him, but, but I, I'm not going to reach out to him. I've committed to not reaching out to him and I, and I don't ask mutual friends about him. So I don't know what's going on in his life. So there's, no communication okay so what about your ex is it that you're still yearning for like what are those qualities what are those traits what are those experiences that you miss um he was a very he was one of the most secure men that i knew um you know when we were in a relationship he was the one driving a lot of the conversations around commitment and a future together and um 
you know, he just, he seemed ready for a lot of those things and wasn't afraid to, you know, say that he wanted those things with me. Um, so I, I just, I, I, I think he was like the best example of a man and his masculine. Um, and so I find that I'm trying to look for those traits in, in other men and it's not, it's not as clear to me. Um, but he was just very secure, very confident, um, didn't play any games, um, was very vulnerable, was very expressive, um, very family oriented. Uh, so yeah, a lot of the things that I do look for in a, in a future husband and, you know, before we even got into a relationship, I don't think I was able to really like verbalize a lot of those things that I wanted in a partner until I actually saw them in him. Um, so he's really helped shape a lot of that for me as well. Okay. So let me just get clear on this before I go into some additional questions. The first question I wrote down is what's not clear. Cause you said that he was like the first representation or one of the best representations that you had about like a man being in his masculine and showing up in this type of way. And then you said, um, that I'm not clear on it anymore so when you say that what exactly do you feel is not clear for you I, I meant like I I'm not seeing it in other men okay um yeah I I have yet to see another man really show up the same way okay and so the first question that I wrote down is do you believe that it's possible for you to be able to see that in another man like do you believe that those qualities that you just mentioned as far as being family oriented um planning showing up in that type of way showing that level of interest is it possible to find that in another person do you believe that those qualities exist in other men not that you have maybe you haven't met that person yet but do you believe that other men can possess those qualities i do i do and i (laughs) yes i I be- my belief is that it's rare, but it exists. Okay. And so, do you believe that you have been open to receiving it from other men? Um, I'm working on receiving in general, so maybe that has been a block in the past. Yeah, because even though it's rare, like I've dated dozens of men since that relationship. And so for me to say that I haven't seen in any of those men, the probability is that was it was probably there. I Maybe I just didn't see it or it wasn't as obvious to me mm-hmm. or I didn't give it a chance. Mm-hmm. So maybe. So there's a possibility that you do believe that these type of qualities are available. It's not a question of availability. There is a belief that there are men who exist that do have these qualities. But where the conflict then comes in is you being fully open to receiving it. Have you been actually open to receiving it from other men? Have you actually been allowing yourself to be vulnerable, to be open to receiving other men in that same type of way? So if there's some doubt that you have been able to do it then is it possible that you could actually change that that you could shift into a place of being able to receive it well that's why i need to get over my egg well just stay with that question just stay with that question just stay with that just stay with that question 
are you available? Right. So we've already gotten clear that these men mm-hmm. are available. Mm-hmm. Now the question is, are you available to receive it? Have you been available to receive it? Uh, no, I don't think I have. I, I don't think I fully have been available. Okay. I, I think I've, yeah. Okay. Is it possible for you to become available to receive it? It is possible. Okay. Because I'm, I'm hopeful, so I think it's possible. Okay. So this is the first thing, right? So now we've kind of gotten clearer and just brought to the surface your own emotional availability right that's where it's not the belief because you have a belief that these men do exist that the conflict is you not making yourself available to them the great thing is that that's totally within your control right you're within Mm -hmm. your control you can't control the past you can't control others but you can completely control you so if in the past and up until this point you haven't been available to receive you can completely shift out of that so my next question would be, what would you have to think in order for you to be open to receiving? Because when you speak about it, right, when you start speaking about those men, the first thing that I hear is, well, I haven't seen it yet. And that, you know, I'm not even going to say that you say, say that these men don't exist, but what are some of the thoughts that come up for you? That's making um, it think, difficult. Let me be more specific. Mm-hmm. What are the thoughts that come up for you that's making it difficult for you to be available and open to receiving? Um, I think I, I think I have. I, so when I'm looking for for a man and his, you know, masculinity or showing up in a marriage-minded way, I feel like if he doesn't show me that from the get-go, like it's not going to work out. And maybe so maybe I have like this expectation that a man will show up for me like that very early on in the relationship because that's what I've experienced in my past. Um, and so, yeah, I, I won't I don't really maybe give men a chance to maybe get comfortable in the relationship <laughs> before they they can express those things. Um so yeah, may, there may be a little bit of judgment there, a little bit of uh, unrealistic expectations. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say unrealistic that's... expectations because if you've experienced before, it's realistic for you, mm-hmm. right? So it's okay. It's okay for it to be a realistic expectation. It's okay for it to be an expectation, mm. right? If you desire someone who shows up ready, willing, and able and they show up very intentionally which me just knowing you i do feel like you have been receiving that lately i do feel Mm -hmm. like you've been experiencing that a lot more lately and that there has been some energy shifts in the men that you have been meeting but i think the the bigger thing is if is addressing your own emotional unavailability right because if you're saying that yes i do believe that these men exist and yes i do want someone to come ready and willing to give essentially There's two parts to that relationship, right? There's the giver, right? And then Mm -hmm. there's the, what do you think? Receiver. The receiver, right? (laughs) So if you want someone to give, you also have to be open to receiving. And so Mm -hmm. if up until this point you've been closed off 
and not ready to receive, whether that's out of fear, out of judgment, uh, coming from a place of disbelief, distrust, any of those things, then you're like guarded like this, but wanting someone to give, and no matter what they give, they're not gonna be able to get through. So you have to be willing to be open and to be willing to receive them. Okay. Now, as far as the X, the X is just a representation for what you authentically desire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're like putting the, I don't want to say burden, but you're putting the emphasis on the person and not on the type of relationship that you desire. So you always want to focus on the relationship and not the man. The man is, is replaceable. The men are replaceable. The men are not promised to you. They're not entitled to you. The men are replaceable. But the type of relationship that you desire, that's where you have to focus your mindset and focus your energy and focus on attracting that. It's not about the particular man. When you put all the focus on the man, it's so easy. And... Mm -hmm especially when you're thinking about exes, right? And you are focused on all the things that go that are going well. It's really easy for our brains when we're going back into the past and we want to think about a past relationship or a past person. It's very easy to focus on all the good things, but there are also reasons why the relationship didn't work. Right. And it's really easy to block those things out and just focus on all the good things and reasons why you believe that it should have. And maybe in some ways it should have, right? Or it could have, right? Like that's okay to think that. But when you're focused on the man and you're not focused on the type of relationship that you desire, you won't even be able able to see all the other men that can provide the relationship. The relationship that you desired, ultimately that man could not provide. This is true, yeah. And so addressing like what's what for you is still holding you back? Were you questioned? Do you, are you still questioning if he could provide that relationship or why he didn't provide that relationship? Or what's the questions that come up for you? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I... Some of the questions are like, why didn't he... Why, why didn't he work harder to try to compromise? Why didn't he fight harder? You know, when someone says they really, truly, genuinely love you and see a future with you and have been talking about it for, I mean, a year at that point, then, you know, why why didn't they give it their all? So I, I guess... What if, what if yeah. he did give it his all? Um, then that makes me I I still feel really sad about it I feel like I still feel like wow if you said you loved me like you could have worked a little you could have tried to figure it out you know um so and you're allowed to feel that way right (laughs) you're allowed to feel that way but when you think about why he didn't try harder or why it didn't continue or why he didn't give his all. When you think about that, I'm sure you probably have had some of these conversations with him before. When you think about that, what are the reasons? What do you think are those reasons? Um, 
we, I mean, I don't think we, I don't think we ha- we've had that conversation before I, or I had the, the chance to ask him that. Um, and honestly, when I think about it, I'm, I'm really at a loss because yeah, I'm really at a loss. I, I don't know what reason he would give that would make sense to me. Cause I'm still hung up on like, you, you said and showed up in ways that really show that you truly genuinely did love and care for me. So how could your feelings switch off, you know? Um, and what you were the reasons left. that the relationship ended? Um, it was, uh, uh, you know, we were different faiths. So trying to decide how to, how to like have an interfaith marriage and raise kids in an interfaith household, I think was where we found a very hard to compromise. Yeah. Was that the only reason? Yeah. I think so. I mean that was that was the that was like the breakup conversation it was around around that who yeah. decided to break up um me okay so you made that decision so you do know why <laughs> <laughs> well you know we've had that conversation before though and it's like I, I don't know I guess I still expected a little bit of a I, I don't know. Um, so it, yeah, it's just really hard to kind of get over get over the reasons why it ended. I don't feel like it was the right. Do you feel like you made the wrong decision? Sometimes I do feel like that. Okay. So what about it feels wrong? Um, just because everything well a lot of other things in the relationship were going well um you know we had a lot of other bumps in the road that we were able to talk about and smooth over and compromise on uh so it really did seem like we were on a good track um and yeah just a lot of other things went well so it seemed unfair in a way that like Mm -hmm. one thing could cause it to end mm-hmm. even though it was a really big thing but still it was just one thing okay let's talk about that word unfair so when mm-hmm. you say that it's unfair what are you actually referring to because because when you say that it sounds like it's a layer deeper than just him. He's just at the surface. What you're deeming as unfair is actually something much more underneath the surface. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got to scratch that layer underneath and I'm seeing like the change in your expression. So I think mm-hmm. you kind of know what that's pointing to. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, 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 it just seemed like, yeah, everything else was going right. Like, I should have been married five years ago to this person. <laughs> and, you know. Um, I want you to go back to the unfair. Okay. 
well yeah it's it's unfair that i've had to be single this whole time <laughs> you know i it's unfair let's that go I've, deeper than that because when you say that it's unfair you're tying it's unfair to your ability to marry him and what's the real reason why you believe that you couldn't marry him you can say it. it's a safe space i already know what's coming up i i don't know i i, I don't know okay I, uh... let me help you again let's, let's revisit this again okay what's the reason why you two aren't together um kids Let's revisit it. Why weren't you able to... What was the issue around kids? What was the issue? Uh, we could not uh, come to an agreement as to how to raise kids in an interfaith marriage. Okay. Uh, yeah. So it was the interfaith part that was the unfair part. Because the, inter yes. because the interfaith part was the part, the religious part was the part that's blocking you from being able... If it weren't for that then you could have that. That's ultimately what the belief is. Yes. Okay. Now we're finally getting to that underlying belief that been trying to get out of you for a long time. And it's important, it's uncomfortable as that may be to say out loud because does it feel like when you think about saying that out loud, how does that make you feel? Like you can, how does it make you feel? When you say that, you feel like it's unfair that if it wasn't for the interface part that you two will still be able to be together when you say that or when those thoughts come up for you what are those feelings that come up for you you know i still i still feel upset that it's something we couldn't move past together so you feel upset what um, else do you feel i feel i feel guilty okay why guilty um, I feel guilty for uh, falling in love with someone who I knew was of a different faith and I knew that this would potentially be a, a challenge. Um, but you know I, I let my heart I let my heart lead anyway. Mm. Um, I feel a lot of regret for um, because I, I do feel like even though I made the decision and we had several conversations about it, I still feel like that decision was a little hasty. Mm. Um, I feel like maybe it was unfair to him. Mm. Uh, so yeah, lots of regret, lots of guilt. Um, I mean, a part of me also, I, I've, I've, I've struggled. I want to feel accepting of the outcome. Um, and there are times where I do feel like, okay, I do have, you know, I do have faith and trust that, you know, what happens is for the best of both of us. And so I accept the situation and outcome as it is. Um, but that's, but like guilt and regret and, you know, sadness over it is, I think are the, the primary feelings yeah. for sure. And that's understandable. And those feelings would definitely make sense for you having the thoughts that it's unfair. And I'm really proud of you for being vulnerable in this moment and being open and sharing at once. I know it's not easy because it is a topic around faith. 
And then two, um, that's the first time I've heard you express that. One, that it's unfair. And two, specifically the guilt that you are feeling for even allowing yourself to catch feelings or to fall in love or to build a relationship with someone that you feel like you can't further pursue. And mm -hmm. I think that that is where your actual block is. It doesn't sound like it's so much about him, even though all of those qualities that you desire, it may be easy to just focus on him because that's really just on the surface. Like you yourself have said that you believe that you can find the qualities in someone else. But when you talk about not allowing yourself to be available, for a new relationship or to receive those qualities from someone else, that links directly and makes sense that you being closed off is because you're still feeling guilt and it's probably that fear of if I make myself open and available again or if I put myself in this position again, I don't wanna go through this again. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's hitting a nerve, yeah, for sure. Okay, I like that we're hitting a nerve. They're striking a gold mine, okay? So I think that the work that you want to do, and you can go back and since you're in coaching, go through the modules around like the shadow work and the inner girl. And uh, Anya and I were just having a conversation about some meditations that we're working on today. So hopefully in the upcoming weeks, we'll have some new meditations for you guys around some of these things that'll help you. But doing some of, doing the shadow the inner grown works exercises specifically around this guilt and shame that you're feeling for allowing yourself to build a relationship or to fall for this person mm -hmm. focus it around that because that is where the work is is you it's not about you even at this point it's not about you healing from that past relationship i honestly think that you are past that relationship but I think it's just the regret uh, that you're feeling, like you said, regret, the regret, the upset, the guilt, the sadness yeah. of allowing yourself to go through that process. It's, it was almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy or, you know, the inevitable of you feeling like you've put yourself in this position just for it to not work out. And along that path, you probably already had some thoughts or beliefs or inclinations that it may come up as a problem mm -hmm. so it's like yeah so it's like well how do I protect myself so that I mm -hmm. don't position myself to do this again mm -hmm. but it sounds like that's the thing that we need to do most of the coaching on is you just healing your guilt and your regret around allowing yourself to be open trusting yourself that moving forward you will be able to make decisions that's more in alignment with what you want mm -hmm. so that you don't have to go through that experience again like really committing to your values committing to your vision of love and i think yesterday when we were in coaching um and we were talking about revisiting those values i think that'd be helpful too because i remember a light bulb going off on your face of getting clear on how much of a value is that to you? Mm -hmm. And this is always touchy topics around faith or interfaith relationships. People can do whatever they do. I have no opinion on it. You should know by now. I don't, I don't have any judgment. I don't, that's none of my business. But getting clear on 
how much of a value is that to you actually if yeah. this is something that's like no I absolutely it is a strong value of mine I absolutely want to be with someone of the same faith then fully owning that and if you can recall I believe it was you maybe someone else that was in coaching talking about sometimes is putting the options that are on the table so that you can take everything else off so if this is something when you're doing the work and you're working through the exercise and you're like yes this is something authentically to my core that matters to me not based upon any other stipulations but this is something that matters to me if when i get down to my authentic value this is what matters to me then i have to put this on the table and everything else has to come off mm-hmm. but when i sit with my core and if it's not authentically something that i really care about when i think about my vision of love when i think about my values when i think about my future then you may have to sit and sit with that and that's going to be uncomfortable but you're going to have to sit with that and get clear on is this something that i'm going to decide is going to navigate my decisions or is this something that i have to shift my values and beliefs around i can't make that decision for you that's 100 percent up to you and wherever you stand but it's the guilt that you're still holding on to that you allowed yourself to go through it it's no longer about you forgiving him getting over the relationship it's not that it's almost like if if someone let's just say someone makes a decision and they lose their family fortune over it and they may move forward they may be able to build wealth again or any of that but if they're still holding on to the guilt of that bad decision or what they deem as a bad decision may not even it's the decision itself is neutral but what they have deemed as a bad decision I, I i regret that i ever even put my family in that place i hate that we had to go through that i hate that we had to go through those struggles if they do not make peace with the fact that they made that decision it's not the fact that they lost the money it's the fact that they haven't made peace with that part of the process that they've had to go through and in order to discover themselves in order to become who they need to be that they haven't accepted that and they haven't held that guilt around it lots of women go through this if they are mothers or if they've been through divorce especially mothers you know sometimes mothers will go through if, if the relationship doesn't work out with the man, they may go through some guilt or shame. I, I, I regret choosing that person mm-hmm. to have a family with, or I regret choosing that person to marry. And if only I didn't make that decision and all these other things wouldn't have happened, right? In the ripple effect. So now you're, you're looking at that, but it's like, no, you have to heal the guilt that you have made for just being human. Like that experience was important for you to go through so that you could, even if it didn't work out, that relationship carried you to a certain place in your life to give you certain experiences, to teach you certain things, to show you different things. And it also tested your faith and tested your values and what's really important to you. And that's okay. 
but it sounds like the the part is that's why I've never heard you mention that the unfair and the guilt for allowing yourself to go through that Mm -hmm. so that's the part you have to heal and forgive forgiving yourself it's not even about him it's yourself yeah thank you for that I mean those are thoughts that have I've never expressed that out loud to even myself that's something that's been very deep-seated because it's just yeah a lot of even throughout the relationship there was guilt Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so it feels I feel I feel a little lighter having said it out loud and you telling me that it's okay you know that I that I made those decisions do you think um, you're the first woman that has <laughs> felt guilty for falling in love with someone of a different faith, knowing that they're not going to be able to marry them? Or go, like, it happens literally every day. And I'm not trying to make light of it <laughs> for anyone, but it's just like, that's the reality, especially here in the States, especially here in America. And for some people, it's not a strong enough value for them not to go forward. Right? But for you, maybe it is enough of a value that it will Mm -hmm. stop you from wanting to go forward. And guess what? That's okay. But what that also tells you is that, hey, this is something I'm really going to have to double down and just own that this is something that matters. Mm -hmm. Not like be kind of in flex around it, not, you know, feel like, no, maybe I shouldn't. Well, maybe this isn't that. Like you have to really just own like, no, this is something that matters to me. Yeah. Why the deep breath with that? What what came up for you with that? Because it's something that I have, like that value of faith is something that I've waffled about Mm -hmm. and said, yeah, it would be nice to have someone with of the same faith, but I, but it's not important. And I, I I always left that little bit of room just in case my ex ever came back Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I was like, if he comes back, there's a reason and we could work through it, Mm -hmm. you know? So I always left that little caveat for him specifically, not just in, for mm-hmm. any man in general, but for him specifically. And, and you know, hearing you talk about uh, determining my values makes me realize that it, it is a value for me. You know, it is something that I want to pass on to my kids and I want to share with my husband in our home. Um, so... Uh, and here's the so thing. Yeah, that just here's the thing. Things Two things I want to say about that. So the first thing is when it comes to values, it's important to get really clear on what those values are. Like go through the value alignment exercise. It's really important for you to get clear on what those values are because your your values shouldn't fluctuate depending on who you're in front of. When your values change depending on who you're in front of, that's a great indicator for you to know that you're not operating in your full authenticity. You're not operating in your full authentic worth. And yeah. so, and I feel, I feel that too. I don't, yeah. I don't, that doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. Like I've, I've, I've admitted that to myself and it still doesn't sit right with me. So yeah, yeah, I feel that. And so, and here's the thing, the second part to that is I, this is just my personal belief taking and leave it and anyone that's listening to this can kind of do with it what you may but when it comes to women and things having to do with interfaith if you choose my personal beliefs again take with this what you may 
if you choose to get to know someone that's of a different faith, that's okay. If you are interested and you want to see where things could go, that's okay. As long as you are still authentically operating in your values with your boundaries and your expectations do not change. This is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. This is what matters to me. It's like a get down or lay down situation. And not from a place of force, but from a place of being in your value. Of being mm-hmm. truly authentic to you. This is what matters to me. If you, if this is not what you desire, if you're not okay with that, that's okay. But for me, this is what I want in a relationship, in a marriage, in a partner. And if we were to commit, if we were to move into that path, this is what I would want for the household, for the family. And you can hold on to that. And some people will be like, no, that's not what I want. And some people will be a conversation like, oh, well, we can entertain it, we can see. And for some people, be like, you know what? I'm open and I'm interested. I've always been curious about that. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that that part in itself actually matters. There's no barriers and limitations around who you're getting to know, but who you decide to marry or commit to. That's where you put your boundaries and your, and your limitations. And it doesn't have to be a waste of time especially if you're following the process and you're continuing to keep your options open and doing all those things, right? It doesn't have to be a waste of your time because you are clear on what you're committed to. You're clear on your values and you're giving this person an opportunity to align with you or move themselves out the way. You know how I say. So <laughs> you're giving yourself, you're giving them the opportunity, but it's for you to hold firm to like who you are. Like that's what's most important. Does that gotcha. make sense? Absolutely. Very clear. Thank you. If you're ready to transform your love life and attract a partner, I want to invite you to join the Captivating Courtship Code. You're going to break relationship patterns, which is the actual work, and then you'll attract compatible, commitment-ready men using my proven blueprint. And there's no risk. You transform your love life or I'll coach you for free until you do. Go to CaptivatingCourtship.com slash coaching and I can't wait to meet you. I am so excited to share our new Attract Your Match game plan calls. If you are a high achieving woman between the ages of 28 to 43, you've been single three years or more and you want a committed relationship so you can get married, the Attract Your Match game plan calls are for you. Now on these 20 minute calls, you're going to get so much clarity on your blind spots and what specific areas you need to focus on so that you can attract a high quality relationship now. These are no charge, pitch-free calls and spots are filling as we speak. So book yours today. You're gonna go to the link in the show notes and book your 20 minute Attract Your Match game plan call.